At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You asked for it. Here it is. It's a podcast from Apathetic Enthusiasm. On this episode, we're just talking about Star Wars Squadrons. That's all we care about. It's just squadrons and more squadrons. That's what we're doing. Welcome to the podcast. That's all we're, that's all we're doing. That's all we're doing today. Uh, yeah, welcome to Apathetic Enthusiasm, the show that you come to every Monday or anytime you see an update on your podcast app of choice to hear two of the uh, the industry's <laughs> finest oratorial spokespeople for games, for movies, for television, and more. I'm Brandon Cruz, and this is my friend and longtime co-host, Travis Menard. Hey, Travis, how you doing today? Hey, thanks, and what a what a stupendous introduction that was. Fact checkers. 65% true. Good job, Brandon. That's fantastic. My friend, longtime co-host, the only things that were accurate in the entire... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and we're still trying to get out to the polls to figure out uh, the the truth behind some of those. Uh, we're less than a month away from the election here in the United States. Uh, so we're going to talk about nothing but the election. Just kidding. That's all we're going to say about it. Election uh, Watch 2020. We need oh, a let's check out how these districts are doing. Hey, look at this district. It's one color. What about this district? It's another color. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. New poll suggests people are in the lead and others aren't. <laughs> More at 11. Uh, all right. If you want to talk about stuff, if you have thoughts, comments, concerns, hit us up on the internet. We're there like almost all the time. You can find us on Twitter at Apathusiast. I am at Juggalmino. He is at Barnyard Cruise. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash apathetic enthusiasm show. Send us an email with your thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, apathetic enthusiasm show at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram, apathetic underscore enthusiasm. Finally, this podcast, every podcast, sometimes other things available over at apathetic enthusiasm.com. That is our website. We are streaming live right now. Right to this second. At least three people. Uh, over on Twitch at twitch.tv slash apathetic enthusiasm, youtube.com slash apathetic enthusiasm, 
So excited to have you guys joining us live for this episode. Chat, let us know that you're here. Let us know what your thoughts are. Uh, be part of the show by joining us Monday nights for the live streams. And then finally, you can get t-shirts over at TeePublic. Uh, if you go to apatheticenthusiasm.com slash shop, you can get some of our Rick and Morty shirts and shirts by other great artists as well. Or support us directly at patreon.com slash apatheticenthusiasm where you can get behind-the-scenes pre-show episodes. You can get access to exclusive podcasts, including it's on random. It's on random. Brandon plays random songs from his Spotify playlist. He also has created a playlist with the songs. Oh, my goodness. I have. I have done that. You have done that. I I don't want to I don't want to be fact checked on any of this stuff. <laughs> no no no. Uh, you, I did I did I did in fact make a Spotify playlist to talk about it's on random, uh, where where I I have a bunch of songs on my on a Spotify playlist that I that I pull from randomly and there's a story associated with it and it, it edit it's it edited with the song you know the the, the stories aren't really interesting, uh really it, it's just it's just a, a reason to fuck around and make and make something else, uh but yeah. That, that's that's there. That's the thing. That's that there. Uh, and if you listen to this and you think, wow, if these two guys can make a podcast, it can't be that hard. Uh, and you're thinking of making a podcast of your own. If you oh. choose Blueberry as your host of choice, uh, you can get a month free. <gasps> oh, month if free. If you use the code AEPOD, A-E-P-O-D, uh, to get a month free of hosting for your new podcast. Do it to it. Well, let's 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 not belabor this point anymore. Let's not let's not hold up the topic of the night, which is what have you been watching on your television set lately? What have I been watching on my television set lately? I have been watching Season one and season, I'm now in season two of The Simpsons. So I have oh. been like binge watching some Simpsons. Catching up, all right. The OG, the OG stuff. Uh, doing that all by myself with nobody else around. <laughs> uh, and then very recently, as in this afternoon, I started watching like the American barbecue competition oh, cooking show on uh -huh. Netflix. Yeah. How, I don't even know. I don't even know what it's called. Let me look it up. Yeah. It's like the great like, American barbecue cookout or something like that. Yeah. How, how, it's, how is it? How is it? Cause I, I yeah. So every once in a while I get a wild hair to say, yeah, I want to watch, I want to watch a cooking competition and you know, they have the great British bake off or whatever. Um, oh yeah, no, no, GBBO. It's a classic. Yeah, I yeah. love it. Uh, I don't watch. I, I, don't I actually watch that. do Chelsea love does. me some Great British Bake Off. I watch like a few seasons of that. <laughs> um, American Barbecue Showdown is uh -oh. like it's it is true to form a reality competition show. You have, I think, they started with eight contestants. Um, unique in the fact that. Um, traditional American barbecue takes a long time to prepare. So some of the stuff that they're doing, like they're really being challenged because they'll like only give them five hours to make something where they would usually make do barbecue for like 13 hours. How, 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 you supposed to, how are you supposed to smoke a brisket in five hours, Travis? Can't do it. Can't do it, Brandon. Can't do it. I don't, I don't uh, know how you're supposed to do that. I don't know how you're supposed to do that. The other part about this show is it's not like a lot of these people are like 
competitive barbecuers. Some of them are just backyard, you know, geniuses when it comes to protein and smoke, but they have to like, <laughs> they have to do like sides and other stuff too. Right. So oh. like their first, their first challenge was a combo plate, which was like two meats, two sides and like a bread or something. Um, and so some people that are great at making, you know, pulled pork might struggle a little bit with the green beans on the side or whatever it might yeah, be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. The bread. So, the bread it's it's one of those shows that for me i i enjoy doing some barbecue i enjoy i'm a little bit of a backyard smoker from time to time definitely not great at anything so so you know that five hours for smoking a brisket that's can't do it can't, can't do, do it. it get out get five, out five and a half hours maybe but that's not that's not even including prep time right because prep prep time is probably another 30 to 40 minutes you know then then you're you're left with with four hours and 15 minutes of smoke time Ain't no, ain't, ain't ain't nobody got no time for four hours and fifteen no. minutes of smoke time, and and you don't want that dirty smoke on your ribs. That's what I just learned about tonight. What was, was like <laughs> some lady in the show put like too much fire in her in her firebox, uh-huh. not enough oxygen getting through, created a dirty smoke, right? And what the uh, hell does that mean? It it, I, it was amazing to me. The judge on this show. There's two judges, uh-huh. and one of the judges was looking out at, like, these eight little barbecue corrals that they've got, right? She's like, look at everybody's smoke. Look at everybody's smoke. See how this smoke is, like, a certain color, and it's, like, a certain consistency? But this one's, like, more white and dense. That's dirty smoke. You don't want that. That's going to give you a bad taste on your ribs. And uh, and in your first 30 minutes, that's where all the flavor is. So, yeah, she's going to have a hard time. And she, they even, like, went over and, like, were like, hey, what's going on with your smoke? And, uh, and it was, it was like, a, it was, it was an, an issue in the show, right? Obviously reality tel- television is anything but real, um, sure. but it's entertaining and it's, I'm getting little thoughts and tidbits about mm, barbecue. Uh, I want to, I want to make more things in my smoker. So, and, and that's so, why yeah, you should watch. That. And that's why you should watch. Holy moly. That, Holy that, moly. <laughs> That that reality TV show, uh, hosted by Rob Riggle and Joe Tessator, it's it's a re- it's a really good miniature golf show. I highly recommend it. Uh, it, it was on its second season. It just finished up. Uh, we watch we watched it whenever it was on. Rob Riggle, hilarious. The the, the great thing about this show, I'll just I, I've talked about it. I think briefly in the past but the great thing about holy moly is that it doesn't take itself too seriously the 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 whole thing is 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 steph curry stephen curry he is the he's like the 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 course master and everything is just steph curry the man known for his golf and (laughs) and, and no other sport and comedy ability uh it, it's it none of it's taken seriously the contestants don't take it seriously the the holes themselves are are, are funny uh we we laugh every every week when it when it's on so I, I do i do recommend that if you're in the mood for something where it's not like overly americanized where everything is so competition based right yeah that's yeah. and that i think that's the biggest issue i have with uh with game shows and stuff like that here in the u.s nowadays well having to press your luck you know where you just you just had you just had those can, can i can i tell can can i you brought up game shows brandon yeah uh we are living in a post-covid reality uh a a during covid reality let's not you know 
let's not let's not propagate the lie that we're past COVID. <laughs> um, so I was in a waiting room today uh, between having uh, uh, portions of my uh, scalp cut off of my head. Um, no, no details needed there. <laughs> but I saw a a game show on daytime TV today called 25 words or less Hmm. and it was essentially a board game that you'd buy on the end cap at target right oh yeah you get five five clues right five words and you have to get your team which was like two c-list celebrities um to guess all five of the words using 25 words or less as clues and what would happen is the two sides would bid in how many words they could give all of the clues right so sort of like uh um uh guess that tune name that tune sort of situation where i can name it in this many notes right but they're like i can get all of them in 20 words in 14 words right it goes back and forth so that's the basic premise of the game not too complicated I didn't watch the whole thing, but (laughs) the thing that was crazy to me is this was a show that looked very much on the, like the edge between something that was like filmed over zoom. Okay. And something that was produced in studio because it looked like every, it was filmed live or like live to tape. Right. So Every person was like there and able to interact with one another and make comments and things like that. But everybody was in a separate box on screen. Nobody was ever co-located. And, but they had like a nice set background, not like I have, you know, here on the stream. And, and so it was really interesting. Like the lighting was good. They had like these little tablets they're reading from. So like the production value was just above quality Twitch stream but well below like flashy <laughs> game show. Right. Uh-huh. And yeah. it was just, it was crazy to me because there was like some audience response. I think it was probably pre-recorded like audience sounds and things like that. Um, but oh. it made me think about like this, yeah. this, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it made me think about this, this aspect of, of, of media that we're in now where like, Obviously, production companies are having to like figure out how to navigate COVID and still produce entertainment. And so many people are still, you know, staying home, trying to keep themselves or their families or the community safe and, you know, waiting for some of this stuff to pass. And so they're hungry for entertainment. They've, they've already, you know, probably binge watched most of the good stuff on Netflix or Disney Plus or Shutter or wherever they're at. And and so like there's a demand for new content, but there's also all these like things you can't do, which gets me back to this, you know, American barbecue showdown thing where there is not a hint of like COVID like precautions at all <laughs> yeah, in yeah, the yeah. show. So I'm like, did they, are they doing like an NBA bubble situation where they're like, all right, we'll test everybody. We'll make sure everybody's good. Then we're going to take you out to this farm out in the middle of nowhere and shoot for a week and, you know, just isolate and you, nobody comes in, nobody comes out, whatever. Or 
was this pre like a pre COVID thing that they taped and then they're like ah this, this is, I'm not sure if this is great and they're like get the barbecue show out there we need, we need more content <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Um, like I don't know th- those people are like uh like five years older now uh, and they just they just been waiting they've been waiting to find a lull in all the cooking shows like, children oh. have been born and and are starting <laughs> yeah. uh online learning and their parents were on a barbecue show in, back when netflix was put it in there put just just put it in there uh yeah yeah, yeah. i mean i i was talking to chelsea i forget what we're what we're watching but it was it was something that took place in you know the the 50s or the 60s right and i looked over at her and you know they're all in a, a bar or whatever, and everyone's really really close. Yeah, like when you, when you're watching something, do you just look at it now and be like, "Man, they're really close to each other"? Uh, and she's like, "No." I'm like, "I think I I have like weird mask PTSD when it when it, like I'm like, no those those people should be really far away." I know. I'm like on watching TV, and I'm like, "Wow, this is a Supreme Court nomination <laughs> gathering hot." Wow, those people are really close together. That's they're really close together. That when, seems irresponsible. Anyway, when, yeah, D Squeeze talking about burnt ends. Heck yes. Oh I, yeah. Uh, I had some some brisket recently with some phenomenal burnt ends. And uh, it makes me very eager to try to make a brisket, but like that, that is like the peak, right? Because for starters to buy brisket, it's, it's an investment, right? Like you, you gotta, you gotta spend some money on some, on a good piece of meat. You have to. And, And if you mess it up, you have to, if you mess it up, you have to start from scratch. You have to imagine having like to eat pounds and pounds of bad brisket because you messed it up and you're just like i i spent so much money on i i wouldn't i would throw it i would throw it away i would some of us are not just (laughs) flippant self-made millionaires like you brand and then i'd start over again with uh, one of the other hundreds of pounds of brisket that i bought because i was planning on messing it up in the first place (laughs) what a guy what a guy (laughs) spending all our patreon money on beef brisket (laughs) yeah uh make sure to send us your address i'll send you some some freeze-dried brisket brisket burn ends (laughs) i burn ends are one of my favorite you know meat-based things in life and I, I love me some burnt ends. That's 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 it's not they're not meat based. They are they are meat. It is burnt ends are are meat. <laughs> I mean they're ba- <laughs> yeah exactly meat based. Uh, anyway, um, uh, what are you watching? You watching anything? You watching anything good right now? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I we've been watching, uh, trying to been watching scary movies and and horror films leading up up, up into October, uh, leading into Halloween. Chelsea wants to do have have October be a special month and and since we don't plan on trick or treating later on this month we want to we want to special you know glam it up and make you know decorate the house and do a bunch of uh, stuff October like that. at the cruise residence that's that's right that's right uh, this this last weekend we watched a movie on Shutter. Uh, not a sponsor we will be your sponsor if you if yeah, you would just like. call us send uh, us an email. <laughs> uh but there there's a there's a new movie that is out on, on shutter uh not host which i still highly recommend everybody get a get a chance to check that out on shutter or you know wherever you can find movies 
uh, not a sponsor of that in- insinuation either. Uh, but there is a movie called Scary Stories, which is on on there now. Uh, it is directed, written, uh, and and partially acted by a Josh Rubin. And what it is, the story takes place. Uh, Josh Rubin is is he's the 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 main character, and he goes up uh, to like a cabin in the woods to get away from uh, Los Angeles. And uh, he meets he meets a, a a woman up there who just happens to be an, an author, and he's a struggling writer himself. And she's she's an established writer. Uh, she's a bestseller, and they just both happen to be in the this, this these woods at the same time. Uh, that night, the power goes out in their neighborhood, and she she comes over, and uh, that this is where the movie take takes off, and they she starts challenging him to you know tell stories because he's a failed writer and she's she's a successful writer, and so they start telling stories to each other, uh, and what's really really cool about this movie that I really enjoyed was it's. It's just a, it's a movie about these two people telling each other scary stories, but they're not. It doesn't like flash. They don't they don't start telling a story and then it flashes back into like, uh, you know, if they're they're telling a story about a werewolf, it doesn't go to a different scene where they're in a Victorian times and and the werewolves is 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 going on. The like the guy is telling the story about a werewolf, and as he's telling the story, there's there's sound effects that are. Uh, you know, he, it's like me telling you a story, but if yeah. I'm, if I tell you them, I'm, I'm creeping along the stairs, eee, eee. like almost, almost like, like an old timey radio play. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Exa- yeah. Exactly. Okay. So, like, so they're not actually cutting away to reenactments of these stories. It's just the actors in a hotel room telling the stories to each other. Yeah with with added like sound effects yep yep and it, it is it's it, really interesting it is really and probably a lot cheaper <laughs> if, if you think about the the amount of budget they probably needed to make the movie yeah but you know and that, that, that that's the thing though because the way it's it's edited they they edit it in such a way where it is it is legitimately creepy at, at times and like the stories are you know very fairly fairly decent but it's all it's all about like he is he's not a great writer and he does he's not great at coming up with with ideas uh and he just kind of struggles with it as it goes and there's no deeper meaning for for his stories and he kind of has lots more pop culture references and and the things that he does so it's basically like me writing a story uh and and then sh- and she is is like think you know sh- she's like oh no that that's too cliche or like maybe what what they're trying to say in this point is you know like looking for deeper meaning in the in a in a story and uh it's just it's really really good chris red from snl is is in it for a brief period of time uh i i highly recommend it because it's it's not a it's not a a story that it's not a movie that you you can't show your kids um well you probably shouldn't show your kids I, I probably wouldn't, <laughs> uh, but, but like, it, it's not, it's not a slasher. There's, there's, uh, there's, there's no blood. Well, there's a little bit of blood, but it's, it's not, it's not, it's not like a slash. It's not a ghost story. It's you just, you, I, I would, I, I highly recommend watching it. Uh, my son, my eight year old, he watched it with us. He was, he was scared from it. Uh, and, and again, like it's just these two people with a third person randomly and that's it. 
So uh, go out, check it out. Check it out. Uh, my family watched Hocus Pocus. Ooh. Um, you know, so that's that's about our level of Halloween <laughs> hype. Uh, before there's, we move on there's to a the witch's main remake. story. You saw that? Oh, witch's remake coming to HBO Max just before Halloween. Uh, uh, what's her name? What's her name? Uh, uh, lead actress. Uh, Reese Witherspoon. Uh, no, no, with a knife. Um, <laughs> which is which is remake. Um, what is her Marissa name? Marissa Tomei. Um, oh, I, Alicia, I hate... Alicia Dusku. She's in the is it Princess <laughs> Diaries? Um, oh, uh huh. Million? Yeah, yeah. Do- no, no, not Million Dollar Baby. That's a different <laughs> one. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway is the lead in that film, the 2020 oh. remake of The Witches. Oh, Princess Diaries. For for some yeah. reason, I heard the princess, and I I missed the second half of that. I'm like, I don't even know what the name of the actress is in Princess Bride is. <laughs> oh no 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 not Princess Bride. <laughs> yeah. Anyway anyway, moving on moving on moving on. Um, one 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 quick thought before we before we talk video games here. Um you're talking about making October special, probably not doing uh trick or treating. Uh-huh. Is that is that is that a community decision where you guys are at, or is that a cruise family decision? Uh, because we're kind of like still kind of like waiting to see out here. It is it is a combination of both. Uh, around the HOA, they are saying, "Well, even if even if we if they tell us we can't, who's stopping us to say that we can't?" Well, they say you can't. This is America. (laughs) We'll trick or treat if we wanna. Um. So regardless of that, though. I would say that we we don't plan on no matter no matter what like Flo- Florida as you know is just is just open they just they're like damn it all uh, I'm I'm DeSantis and just open it up open it up ne- ne- Nebraska is pretty close to that I mean we've got we got some some different mandates and things happening but they're pretty open as well so yeah I don't I don't I don't know <laughs> I. I think I could probably go to the store, buy as much candy for about the same amount uh, as I would anyway, and just give it to my kids. That's right. And then we can like watch movies, and they can dress up if they want. Scary stories. Ha- have a little party, and uh, call it good. Yeah. Not not like a large super spreader party, but just like <laughs> a small internal family party of course not some sort of event that you would have indoors with a lot of elected officials you don't want to do anything like that you just want to keep it safe and keep your, your you keep small. keep it safe at 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 the most drive around your neighborhood with a mask on and just and just, and just wave to all the other trick-or-treaters yeah exactly that's anyway <laughs> it is time for the main story uh we we hinted at it at the opening but we are talking about star wars squadrons this is a new video game ladies and gentlemen if you are not into video games you should be because this game is amazing uh star wars squadrons came out the this week october yeah. 2nd i believe um it is 
developed by Motive Studios, published by Electronic Arts, uh, EA Games, um, and it's uh, it is a Star Wars flight simulator game, and quite possibly the most fun I've had on my computer in a long time. It's it's I'm I'm having I'm having a whole heck of a lot of fun uh, with this game. Brandon, a lo- we've a talked a little bit. Of, have we talked about this at all on the show before? I feel like we've at least hinted at it. Uh, for for sake of argument, I will I will say that we mentioned it. Said maybe it looks cool, uh, and then we and then we never said anything about it again. Mo- mostly, I don't, I'll say this mostly because a whole lot of information didn't come out about the game until a week before the game came out. Because leading leading up into uh, maybe the like the last couple of weeks, I I wasn't really really tracking it, and then Sizemore was like, "Oh, I I pre ordered Squadrons already," <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh yeah, okay, cool." Uh, I think I, I think I won't play spot on spot on uh, <laughs> impression. By the way, yeah, thanks, thanks. Uh, and and I wanted to know more about the game before I would put any money towards it even though the, the game is, is, is cheaper than, than a lot of game, triple uh, a games that are out there right now. And so I was on Reddit and I was looking for news articles and every article I saw was from like July. There, there weren't any updated articles going into yeah. the middle of September. And I'm like, I, can you tell me more about this game? And then eventually it started to trickle out that it's uh, you know, it's more, it, it's, and we'll, we'll we'll talk about it. It's it's not to the level of simulator as as we've talked about Microsoft Flight Simulator, and it's yeah. not to it's not so low that it's just super arcadey either. Um, and so I, you know I saw that and I'm like, okay, all right, I'm getting a little I'm getting a little excited about it. And then fuck it, yeah, I I I bought it and then I preloaded it uh, and I changed my Xbox to New Zealand time so I could play it early. What a guy! What a guy! Yeah, this I feel like. We saw that like announcement trailer several months ago. And we're like, this looks really cool. You're gonna be able to team up with five people and fly Star Wars battles together. But there wasn't much more than that. And I think part of the reason is what you see is what you kind of get with this game. There isn't that much to it. The the thing about it is the the thing that it does it does pretty dang well, so I don't feel like it needs to be much more than that. I mean, this game has essentially um, three major gameplay elements to it. There is a single player story that actually bounces back and forth between uh, rebels and imperials. Uh, I guess they're not actually, it's like new Republic is, is technically what it is. The, the, the story takes place after, uh, return of the Jedi just after Endor, And then about five years after that. So yeah, you get to, you get to play for both sides The the prologue, like the intro to this game is like 40 minutes, depending on how well you play it. Uh, but it does give you a pretty good introduction into how to play the game. Uh, aside from the story you also have some multiplayer uh you can play in dogfights which is basically 5 on 5 just first to 25 
kills wins. Uh, and then there are the fleet battles where it's a little bit more uh, objective based. There are two sides The there's, I don't know. You can you explain the fleet battle a little bit better than probably than I can in terms of like taking ground and it's, yeah you say ground but you're in space so yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah okay all right so do- dogfight that one ob- that that one's easy to explain that's just standard deathmatch five or five v five up to thirty okay cool get that out of the way fleet battle that's that that is the ranked mode uh, within within the game that's how you gain ranks over over time uh and get a lot more uh, experience a lot more uh, points to level up your craft and we'll talk about that in in a, in a few minutes but fleet battles are are basically your objective based mode of of squadrons and think about it like this you have your capital ship on one side the Corellian uh I, I forget I don't think that's that's what it is but whatever the the Corellian cruiser on one side and then you've got the uh, imperial star destroyer on the other the goal is to destroy the other team's capital ship and so if they're one side of the map the other side of the map then right in front of that there's there's two other cruisers that uh that that resupply your your team so the imperials have a cruise two two cruisers the rebels, I'll say, just say rebels, just for sake of ease, have two cruisers, uh, and then in the middle is is the kind of the, the neutral zone. Now, in order to attack the cruisers or the Imperial Star Destroyer or the other side, if, if you're the Imperials, you destroy the other team's ships. Uh, there's there's some AI ships that are just kind of like uh, like fodder, just tie fighters that don't don't really do anything. But then you have the other kind of ace pilot, the other pilots on the other team that are very very you know they're much stronger and and you get more points for killing them whenever you kill uh somebody on the other team it 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 moves a, a bar that's on top of the screen and that uh it it's basically your morale and your or your momentum and the more people you kill the more momentum you get to go press the attack on the other side of the map so you kill enough people and you get your momentum and then it goes takes you to the two cruisers that you have to destroy once you destroy those cruisers then it allows you to go attack the Imperial Star Destroyer. Well, then the morale starts changing the more you die, and then they can press the attack on your cruisers and then your Corellian ship. Uh, and then eventually you destroy one one time team or the other. Now, the cool thing about the, the, the... When you get to, like, the Imperial Star Destroyer, for example, there's different systems on the ship so they have the shield generators they have the targeting system and they have a power generator power generators underneath the destroyer you have the targeting system on like the bridge of the of the ship and then you have of course the shield generators which are on the two balls on top of the ship it, it basically yeah, think about it it looks like a penis you know it's it's a weird it's a weird space penis but anyway thanks george lucas <laughs> thanks george lucas that that's a, that's a, that's essentially what it is. That game mode takes a long time per session, to, depending uh, on how good your team is. Uh, it uh, you can play that one versus AI. So uh, hand five, you know, four of your friends can get together. You can play for, with AI against AI uh, and and find out that mode and still level up. But that that is it. That is fleet battles in a yeah. as brief played, nutshell as I can. I think we I think we played one test round. And just did abysmal, like just horrific, horrifically. <laughs> and, uh, and we're like, ah, we need to practice more before we do this. Um, 
Let's talk very briefly about some of the ships that you can fly in this game. Uh, on the Rebel side, you, of course, have the go-to X-Wing. Uh, you can fly an A-Wing. There is a Y-Wing, your big bad bomber. Uh, and then a U-Wing, which I was not terribly familiar with uh, prior to this game. But it's there. You can you can use that. That's like a... I don't, I don't know the use of the u-wing um <laughs> yeah I'm assuming it's a fleet battle thing it it, it is so uh real, real quick uh, some some chatter in chatter in the comms on on twitch and youtube uh my my brother brett uh who, who's, who's played with us a couple times mentioning that it's like league of legends in space if you are a fan of league and Le- league of legends it, the fleet battles are, are are accurate in that sense where there are a bunch of mobs uh, that mean nothing, but they give you points to kind of press the attack, uh, and then they, you know, go back and forth. Uh, that and then Matt mentions frigates. Yes, that I think they're frigates, not the cruisers. And imperial balls. Hold it. That's that's the that's the emoji that I that we always do. Hold it. Uh 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 uh. Okay. Now back back to what you're saying, Travis. The the U the U wing the on the on the imperial side. They have uh, the the Reaper, the uh, the Tie Reaper, and those are your support ships. Now you can, they are I think better for the the fleet battles, but they do they're they, they're support in the sense that they can like shoot uh, repair modules, they can sh- give you uh, more ammo, they can block the radar of of the enemy ships, they can uh, they can do a, a couple other things, they can they can mark the other enemy ships, which uh deactivate their ability to dodge missiles and uh uh gives you increased damage against them if you if you're an ally so they they do a lot more stuff like that but they're they're very very slow uh and they can get torn up really easily if if they want to pay attention yeah um it's interesting like you think about a game like Overwatch or something like that a competitive game like that where you have to have a balanced team with supports, with high DPS, things like that, to to be successful, especially at a competitive level. I'm curious if there's going to be any balancing to this game where, like, people are going to play supports a lot more to try and, like, like are, are people going to get those good team comps together to be stronger in these multiplayer games? Or is it just going to be, like, Eh, just everybody jump in a tie fighter and let's go like we'll, we'll we'll just we'll just hit him with 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 firepower so well i i i think with 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 the support ships i think that i've already seen uh, some rounds that that they really make or, or break a fight if if they're if they're there and they know how to play uh you know i when whenever i'm i'm playing around i'm looking at the enemy composition i'm like okay yeah, that's that's why they're that's why they're kicking our ass, you know. Yeah, or they're like ten levels higher than everybody on your team. That's <laughs> that's another thing, maybe. Yeah. Um. All right. So you talked momentarily about uh, when the information was coming out about this game, and you were doing a little bit of research about the difficulty of this game. That it's not quite at the level of like a Microsoft Flight Simulator. Um. This game is not. It's not easy per se. It's not it's not arcade level flying game like like you mentioned. There there's there's a lot of things you can do with a ship and there's 
plenty of things to kind of keep track of where you could, I mean, my son flew around in an X-Wing in practice mode for like half an hour and had a blast. But to really sort of take full advantage of what all of the different ships can do, there there is a little bit of a learning curve to this, um, which I I kind of think is great because it, it, it adds to the difficulty, um, but also kind of adds to the realism of the game as well for absolutely absolutely we we've been playing pretty exclusively on the on the rebels side be yeah because we're we're getting used to the ships you know you uh, i think you stick with the x-wing mostly um i i stick with the a-wing mostly uh, unless i'm doing fleet battles and i'll I'll switch between that uh or the y-wing or the u-wing the patrick u-wing uh and uh, I, I know, I know Matt is like, I'll just stick with the X-Wing and be, and we, and we stick with them because there's one, you know, you, you get used to the, the handling of a certain ship and then you don't want to, you don't want to move away from it because, okay, I'm still getting better at the, I'm still getting better with the controls of this, this ship. And then you start adding things to it adding modules and stuff to it, like different weapons, different, uh, missiles, uh, primary and secondary countermeasures, uh, different engine, different hull, all that type of stuff. And then like, okay, well now I have to figure out this and the, the, the control on this, on the A-wing is a little bit different now. Okay. Well, oh, I'm not as powerful, et, et cetera. Uh, that, you know, there, there's, there's stuff to practice and there's stuff to perfect that there's there, the replayability is, is in that. And we have not played, on the tie on the on the imperial side yet right so there's a whole other like hangar of ships that we haven't even really started to get used to i'm i'm at a point in the story mode where i'm playing the imperial side so i'm getting a little bit more used to like flying a tie fighter it it is really interesting like uh, an x-wing has shields right a tie fighter does not have shields so would you you have to do power management in this game and you're you're flipping between you know your shields or your your lasers your 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 speed you're only flipping between speed and lasers in an X-wing or or in a Tie Fighter because you don't worry about shields you just hope your hull can can <laughs> can hold up. Um, so 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 those aspects are really cool. Uh, I I want to talk a little. I mean, I don't want to intimidate anybody by saying like. Oh, you're gonna have to spend four hours learning how to fly one of these things before you start to really feel like engaged in the game. That is definitely not the case. I feel like they've definitely found a sweet spot between being able to jump right in and play and then building on those basic skills over time so that you can continue to improve. When I when I first launched Microsoft Flight Simulator, I was like, oh geez, I I don't even know how to start this thing. I don't, I don't, how do I, I barely got through tutorials and I I was frustrated. (laughs) So this is definitely a game where it's a lot more fun. And because of the multiplayer aspects, you can play with your friends. It has cross play. Thank goodness. Yeah. So someone like you who purchased it on the Xbox can play with someone like me who play, who purchased for PC and we can all jump in a game together and, and have a good time. Um, there are some differences, I think, probably between 
at least the controls uh, for like a PC or Xbox. I, w- I want to know uh, with that controller in your hand, how do you feel the controls are for the game? Do you, do you have any like things that are particularly tricky or, or stuff that's, that was harder for you to get used to? I, I, I have nothing. Oh, I mean, you know, I don't have a, a HOTAS or how, however you say that, uh, set up right with the, the throttle and the, 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 the joystick, the, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that big ass thing. Uh, I, I, w- I would say that there are, are some things that are, they're probably more streamlined on, on the controller in order to like flip them. If I flip my shields from front to back or, or, or center them, uh, quickly switch between power uh so if i'm in an a wing i i i'm put it full on engines i charge up my engines so i get some speed then i switch it over to shields to uh overclock my shields and then switch it to weapons when i'm about to get into a fight get out of the fight then you know switch it back between one of the two all with well all with a directional pad uh sometimes to do that i have to you know i take my thumb off of the 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 left thumbstick to go down to the directional pad uh, and like in the middle of a fight, that means like, I'm like, I'm rolling and all of a sudden I'm like, nope, going straight, switching power. Okay. Now I'm rolling again. Right. Mm. Uh, just, just, just having a limited number of inputs on a controller, you could, you, you're, you're limited in that way. So the same as someone might say for like a shooter on console, sometimes there's, there's limitations and with two thumbsticks versus a, a keyboard. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but, but for the most, but for the most part, I, I have enjoyed it. They, they've, uh, there were a few things that I didn't realize you could, you could do, um, just with, with the different inputs, like switching the shields. I, Matt told me like, Oh yeah, if you want to switch your shields forward, uh, then you, you know, hold X and then you press forward. Uh, and you can, and you can re you can remap that to where, uh, you you double click you double tap the X and then it puts it forward automatically. You hold it, it puts it centers it, and then uh, you tap it once and it goes and it goes to your rear, which is which is mm-hmm. good for like if you know a, a Y wing and I'm attack I'm approaching the destroyer. Uh, double tap, put the shields forward, uh, and then you know go after a shield generator or whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the, this is this is what we we say like where. There, it, there's a certain level of complication, but it's not overly complicated because even if you don't know that stuff, you can still, you still know that right trigger shoots and, uh, you know, yeah, so, yeah. but, but you know, how, how about, how about you? I'm not on PC, so I don't, I don't know how the controls work for you. I have spent way too much money on frivolous things. So on my PC, I already had, uh, what is it? A T flight X or something. Um, Hotis, Hotas, uh, you know, dual joystick, uh, flying thingamajig. Uh, and of course I have an HTC Vive. We've talked about VR on this before. Um, so I am going all in when I play, I've got, I've got my, my joystick set up. I've got my VR headset on fully immersed in this game, which We'll, we'll talk a, a little bit more about VR in a minute, but one of the challenges is I'm not playing flight simulators all the time. So when I when I pull the control sticks out to set up, I I don't have memorized all of the buttons on them. I oh, don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't know which numbers 
correspond to which one. Uh, and wouldn't you know it, I have a giant set of goggles on my face <laughs> blocking my vision. So there has been a little bit more of a learning curve for me when even in the in-screen in like prompts that are like, hey, hit number four to launch your secondary you know, weapon. And I'm like, which one's the four? And then I'm like, uh, okay, uh, there's four. Okay, got it, got it. And then Dead. it's like, to to boost, press nine. And I'm like, it's on the front of this one? Wait, what? So uh, yeah. I, had to, I had to learn the controller along with learning the game. And then even still, the control sticks that I have are not fully optimized for this. There, there are not quite as many buttons on, on this one. This is a, a cheaper set. So there are a couple of inputs that I had to map so the same way you do where you have to like double click something to to get the the combo inputs yeah. on them. Uh but by and large it's working really well. And but you know, I'm learning. I'm learning as 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 we all do. Uh there is a nice little like directional trigger um on the main control stick which is which is excellent for for power switching. Because I don't get any of that delay oh. that you have where you have to switch to something else. I can I can go right into a roll and switch power and things like that at the same time. But oh, that's, the that's thing, handy. That's super handy. The thing that's really killing it for me is the VR support in this game. If you have access to a VR system and caveat, you do not get incredibly nauseous while playing motion-based <laughs> video games. Because I know that is an issue for my co-host. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Highly, I'm, getting, I'm getting motion highly sick. Highly recommend looking at the the back of the screen here. <laughs> oh. Highly recommend playing this game in VR. It it is so immersive. The even even like the 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 between missions type stuff in the story menu where you're like in the hangar. You can you can go look all around all sides of your ship. You can interact with other members of your squadron. You can hold it. That's uh-uh. <laughs> an emoji. Okay. Um, but like, <laughs> even in that, like when you're in the briefing room prior to a mission, like looking around inside some of these spaces, like you're at eye level with some of these other characters and things like that. That's great. But then when you plop down into that cockpit, and you're in an X-wing, right? And and you can really just look straight up and look out of the sunroof, turn your head side to side and and look all around you. Um it's it's pretty spectacular. And there've been there've been a few moments in the game where I'm like, you know, like doing a hard like you know, pushing straight up and then like kind of weaving between bits of of space junk or something and then rolling around. I'm just like this is this is the nerdiest and coolest thing <laughs> all at the same time spinning through uh, practicing my drifts over over the uh the commandeered that's right uh the star star destroyer um which I did finally figure out how to drift uh yeah. yesterday I think that, that's um, a, such a cool thing uh, uh Matt is asking it in in chat uh he gets a little play, a little sick playing VR games where he has to manually walk around how does this compare? So I have had that too. And, and VR sickness is like very common. Um, and especially in games where you control 
like how you walk around um, and, and the speed in which you walk around. I personally do not tend to get sick in games where I am in some sort of vehicle. If I, especially if the vehicle is like pretty standard, like there, I, we, we have some like roller coaster simulator type games. Uh, oh. Don't really have an issue with that. <laughs> Brandon's already oh. like gagging thinking about it. Um, the, the times that really get me is when my brain thinks one thing should happen and something else happens. Yes. So yes. if I, if I, you know, the first, the first time I got really sick in VR, it was at like a trade show and I had, I had the VR glasses on and somebody else was controlling my movement using a directional pad. And I turned and looked behind me. And at the same time, the person pressed forward on the directional pad. And so I was looking backwards and my body went forward and I immediately was like, <laughs> no, no. Um, there have been some like really early alpha versions of like, like PUBG ripoffs in VR where you could like free movement to run around. And I like couldn't, couldn't hang, but I have, I had, I had a tinge of motion sickness, um, early on in this game, but I don't think that my headset was really dialed in just right. Since then, I have really had no problems in this game with VR sickness. And I think a huge part of it is one, they do a really good job keeping the motion smooth inside the vehicles. There's a lot to kind of ground you in the vehicle in terms of the cockpit. So especially in like a TIE fighter, like you basically are just like looking out of a giant window Um, but yeah, I, I, and I haven't had any kind of like lags or clipping where I feel like I go to look one way and it's not, it's not keeping up with me or something. So for me, I haven't really had issues with VR sickness for other folks. If you, if you do have issues with that, I could see why it would be a problem. Yeah. I, uh, it's so cool. It's just so cool (laughs) flying around. Brett mentions that it makes him less sick than VR chat. Uh, I, and he thinks it's because the cock, cockpit is staying still that it makes him less nauseated. Oh, which, which, yeah. you know, I, I could, I could see that where, you know, you're in, you're in space and you, you know, it's, it's weightlessness as it is. So because you're in a cockpit and you are, you know, hypothetically strapped down that, that maybe that, that would, would lessen it for me. You know, I have, I have a PlayStation four. I debated for a long time if I was going to get, get on PSVR uh, I ultimately decided, and I'm like, ah, just get it for Xbox because it's easier to chat with with Matt, be easier to chat with Travis than having to deal with the the voice chat across uh, the PS, PlayStation, whatever it is that, that that we have. And and they're always iffy about like crossplay. Anyway, I I'd be a little nervous just to make sure yeah. that it was working with. Yeah. Which I I haven't heard any problems with PlayStation players, so no. I, think, I think it's just fine. Uh, but I, I, I do, I do want to say as just kind of like a last, last comment, I, I think to, to bookend all this stuff on that crossplay stuff, you know, I, I'm playing with you, you're on PC, uh, Brett is on PC, Matt is on Xbox with me. Uh, there's, uh, you know, D squeeze just mentioned that he has it on a uh, PlayStation, uh, you know, like all of, all of us can play. I was playing with Brett and Matt earlier today. Uh, and it's just, it, it is, you know, it's just, it's so, it's so fun 
uh, to, to, and you feel like such a badass sometimes when you're like weaving in through shit. And, you know, I put a, I put a clip from me and Brett having played last night where, you know, I, I came up from behind, I got an assist on, uh, t- took out a ship and then I went around an, an asteroid and then I, then I, I drifted, I boost drifted and like flipped, flipped around, uh, to take some guy out that was falling, like chasing after me. And then immediately after that, like, like switching my power to, to shields. And then I switched it back to weapons. And then I got some other guy and I was just like, holy, sh- holy crap. <laughs> just, yeah. That, 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 that clip, ass. you look amazing in like just the, the, the things you're doing. And there's so many moments like that in the game. I'm not great at the game, but even just like you talk about the fun of it. This is a fun game to play. And uh, I, I hope that doesn't die off like really, like really quickly, because as we talked about, it is a little bit less expensive. There are limitations. I haven't played through the whole story. I hope to do that. Uh, There is lots of replayability in the missions, but there is the potential for the repetitiveness of some of the levels, things like that to maybe make this feel a little bit more repetitive and, and it could get old. My hope is that this game gets the love early on to where there is enough support where they can add some new things, uh, whether that's through paid expansions or through just, you know, free DLC, new maps, uh, you know, new, new, new levels, things like that would really, if it could, this could continue to get developer support, it would just put it over the top. Over the, over the top. Stallone gives it, two biceps up <laughs> uh yeah I, it, it it's good we highly recommend it uh a, a editor's note it, even though it's ea the the big big complaint is oh pay to win or or you know microtransactions no microtransactions whatsoever in this game you buy it 40 dollars. everything that you want is going to come with this game uh, and the the director of the game, uh, you know, was like, "That's what we we want to give you a whole game. This is it. This is what you're going to get. Uh, we may, you know, in the future, far in the future, we may, you know, develop other stuff, but that's not what we're focusing on right now. Yeah, we just we wanted to give you something, and then hands off. There you go. This is a this is a product, and I think in that way they were successful. Um, and uh, sure. yeah, I can't wait to play more of it." Right yeah. now. Let's see you let's later. Go. Let's go play right now. <laughs> um, that, ladies and gentlemen, is our show. Uh, have a good day, Face, saying they need private matches and squadrons. I can see that. I can see adding private matches would be fun. Uh, but I, you need like 10 friends, I feel I, like. Yeah. You or know, at least uh, nine. Nine friends. If you, if, you have that, if you have that many friends, then I can see you needing private matches. But, I mean, honest, honestly, if if there's... If you, me, and Matt are playing a game, and oh, we have two random people in there that they're they're probably better than AI, we're not talking to them because we're in Xbox Live Chat. It doesn't it doesn't matter if we're with AI or we're with, with real people because yeah. it's it's the three of us that are that are having fun. So private matches, it it, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, it, in like i i i made this argument to him uh, a couple days ago because ace combat has private sessions and ace combat is a fun game but it's like one person versus one person doing dog fighting like mm-hmm. 
boo it's boring and we like boo. we uninstalled we uninstalled the game shortly thereafter um so private to the the development that they would need to put that in, into that i'd rather they just focus on making the content that they have uh sustainable and bug free 2v2 dog fights could be cool that could be cool uh all right that is our show if you have any thoughts about anything we talked about make sure to hit us up on all of the social things we said at the beginning if you want to play squadrons with us you know send us a tweet send us an email um because we will probably be probably be playing it over the next week or two yeah um and if you are new to this show if you just discovered us from international rss from you know browsing on twitch or youtube uh welcome thank you guys for checking it out if you're listening on the podcast version of the show do us a favor uh leave a review leave a rating let us know what you think uh, and it will help others to find this show as well thank you guys for doing that and uh brandon you get the final words thank you all for listening thank you all for having fun we plan to uh play some more squadrons Maybe, maybe, maybe tune in. We'll maybe we'll, we'll, we'll stream it. Maybe one of us will will stream it. Uh, and and uh, until until next time, as always, I am Brandon. And I'm Travis. Good, good goodbye. <laughs> Bye. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.